Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you this morning. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you? Doing well. Good. Thank you. Doing good. well. Good. And once again, we want to analyze things and find out how the country's doing. Oh. Really, more specifically, how is liberty doing these days? Yeah. Are we having more liberty or less liberty? I'd have to say that we work hard, and it doesn't seem like we have much of a, a dis, uh, an opportunity to change the direction, because I still think we're less free. But I always keep thinking that more people are exposed to the truth about what's happening and who's responsible. And I think today we may find a little bit of uh, information that says that maybe we'll reach some truth today or lead to some truth. but. It remains to be seen because sometimes headlines look good and they say they're doing such and such. But by the time you think, boy, we're going to get some good information and everybody's going to say, yeah, that's the way it is and that's the truth. But we'll have to wait and see. I want to start off with an article that appeared in Summit News, uh, Joseph Watson. And uh, the Department of Homeland Security chief says the biggest terror threat. This is strange now. You pay yeah. attention. Biggest stretch, uh, the biggest threat is Americans radicalized by online narratives. You mean they could be dangerous to us? Uh -huh. This is a warning, but I don't think this is going to be brand new to us. I think we've realized some of the, the pros and cons of the uh, of the online activity. But uh, certainly, there are people who are indicating that uh, a lots of mischief can be achieved. And uh, the one reason why I'm leery about the whole thing, although we use the Internet and all, is that um, I came to the conclusion that the whole Internet, the whole system, is just an arm of the government. Oh, no, the government's separate here. Yes, but they control it, and it's a form of corporatism. And uh, so often what is happening is uh, they, they can get some corporations to do the dirty work uh, for, for the government. But this subject was more like, uh, is it being used to uh, radicalize Americans, you mm -hmm. know, and stir up more trouble than good, and who's doing it, and why, and uh, what are we going to do, outlaw the Internet and yeah. online activity? So uh, I, I think there's probably no big surprises here, but hopefully the information will wake up some people. Yeah, and you know, remember back when they were creating the Department of Homeland Security, it was right after 9-11. They said, oh, no, no, Ron, we're going to combine these. It's going to be more efficient. We're going to combine these government agencies, and we're going to better be able to deal with terrorist threats to the United States. And, of course, your thought at the time, and you had written several statements, you made so, so many floor speeches about it, they're going to turn the Homeland Security against us. Oh, Ron, you're just, you're paranoid. Well, that's what happened, and let's look at the article that you referenced this morning. DHS chief says biggest terror threat is Americans radicalized by online narratives. What does that mean? Are they reading uh, the Al-Qaeda handbook? No. If you get into the details of the article, let's go to the next one. This is Mayorkas, the head of the Homeland Security. The individual here in the United States radicalized by vi to violence by foreign terrorist ide ideology, but also an ideology of hate, anti-government sentiment, false narratives propagated on online platforms and even personal grievances. So essentially what they're saying is if you don't like the government, if you think the government is bad, if you think the administration is bad, uh, and you maybe you post about it, I really don't like that Biden, he sure is messing things up. Well, these 
are the new terrorists, according to Mayorkas. It's blatant. It's out there in the open. They consider, the president himself said, you know, about a week or so ago, half the country are evil, terrible people, and they need to be prosecuted or worse. And now we're having the Homeland Security. If you, maybe you question the masks, maybe you didn't like the vaccines, uh, maybe you don't like the way Biden's handling the economy, maybe you don't support sending all our money to Ukraine. Well, these are the online narratives that now define terrorism. See, I see this as the conclusion of uh, the many mistakes we have made from the very beginning of our country that they were, uh, you know, available to a small degree, but then they have built. And uh, I claim and others agree that probably the last hundred years or so, it's been systematic that uh, this is happening where the government gains more control. And uh, and they the people who gravitate to the government are usually the ones that enjoy authority. I mean, we saw that under, under COVID lockdown. How about all the local, the, the local officials? They sort of enjoyed all that. You oh, mean, yeah. The governor can write executive orders just as fast as the president can, excluding really the people acting through their legislative body and this is how we end up with such monstrous things and uh, instead of looking at a a more uh, simplistic or understandable way that people aren't allowed to lie and cheat and steal and promote violence Uh, but that's that's so old-fashioned because they've come around to it that I don't think they'd admit it but the, the truth is that we've legalized that for government but if you defend your house because there's a hoodlum coming in, you become the criminal yeah. and the hoodlum can do it. So, so we have the government as setting up these standards. And I think one of the, the biggest things going on right now is, well, the Homeland Security uh, is way out of control. But what, what about the, how, how the FBI works into yeah. this? I mean, they're, they're dictating the rules and the laws. And, and you know, they, they've been the final word, except more people are waking up right now. Yeah. But uh, how, how friendly the FBI really is to our freedoms. You know, this isn't the first time that Mayorkas has turned the guns inward toward us. And, and look at this next one. This is from February. The Department of Homeland Security issued a bulletin, a warning, a terrorist threat. We used to get those under the Bush regime about, you know, Al-Qaeda's coming. But let's put up this next clip. This is him back in, uh, no, go back one. Uh, DHS issues terror alert over threat of misleading narratives, which undermine trust in the U.S. government. So you have the U.S. government and the Biden regime who believe if you don't trust them, you're a terrorist. And that's essentially what they're saying. And I think, you know, we're reaching a pretty dangerous stage here when your own government, because you don't think Biden's doing a good job and most Americans don't. Well, we're not going to try to do better and tackle that inflation and we're going to stop sending all your money to Ukraine. No, we're going to label you a terrorist and send you off to Guantanamo. I, I think they get a bit confused, maybe on purpose, and they want to confuse the people. And that is when they're acting in our best interest to protect national sovereignty and make us safe and secure, that uh, the answer to this is a fence. And, you know, just the big, the more people coming, the bigger the fences. But so far that hasn't worked too well because that, that be, 
that turns into a farce. But at the same time, when the people want to protect themselves and defend themselves, you know, there's no such thing as a true property right, you know, if you get involved in protecting your property. So, so uh, there are no borders, and, and they come in, and then the domestic problems of people participating, then it seems like a few people that uh, probably don't qualify for American citizenship, they seem to uh, get into our country yeah. and raise problems. So it, it really, it really is a great mess and it's turning violence and then uh, with the spreading of this information. But this is still the acting out of the consequence of the policies that we've had for 100 years in our universities, at the Federal Reserve, at the FBI, and all these things have, uh, have accumulated this where the stage is set, you know, for this because a lot of people have been con convinced that they, you have to go along with the government. The government's there to take care of us. Yeah. And uh, they're taking care of us, but I'll tell you what, uh, in a very dangerous way because I think the violence is uh, maybe just starting. Yeah. And I mean, maybe uh, maybe we libertarians are actually making some headrows if they're that worried about us, right? <laughs> right. Well, let's move on to the next one, and this is a tough one. We don't want to get we don't want to get into the weeds here because it's a very complicated issue. Nevertheless, everyone is talking about this next one, and let's go ahead and put it up. This is from Jonathan Turley's website, um, but the big news from the John Durham invest ongoing investigation is that the FBI had one of the chief contributors of the Steele dossier. You remember that's the one that said Trump was colluding with the Russians. Total lies, completely discredited. But one of the top contributors was actually later put on the FBI payroll as a in paid informant. So essentially, this is a guy with ties to the FBI who later became a paid informant to the FBI, being a chief contributor to basically a pack of lies about Russian collusion, which spanned the entire presidency and led to two impeachments of President Trump. The whole thing's starting to look like an FBI operation. But you know, the, the image of what was going on then is still with us because <clears throat> the whole story was what, what, were, what were our relations with, uh, with Russia? And of course, uh, they devised it to say, well, it's Donald Trump. He's making money, he's conspiring, he's doing all these things. And who was the greatest uh, promoter of these lies? You know, the FBI yeah. along with, I, I think her name was Hillary. Yeah. And, and, uh, and that went on and on. And it turns out, I have a rule now, a new rule, even though I've tested it before. The more a person charges somebody else with treason or whatever, the more guilty they are. Yeah. And uh, just look, think about the last, you know, five years. It's all going. It's amazing they get away with it, you know. And, and right now, this is this is important information. Don't you think if you came from the left and you were honest, progressive, and all that, and you would look at this and say, "Boy, you know, maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe maybe we should look into the FBI." You, you'd think somebody with a just a bit of honesty, uh, they would wake up and change their tune a little bit. But uh, how many how many people do that? So I'm I'm I, I guess this is reason to see the news right now. This this was a surprise to me because quite frankly I've been trying to figure out Durham exactly where he's coming yeah, from. Yeah, really. And uh, and 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 this is information that you know coming right now. You know uh, if if uh, if he had the conclusive proof that the FBI was never involved and came out right now, you say, oh, he's doing that to, 
stick it to Trump. Yeah. But uh, now, now there's uh, you know this election, which is not the presidential election, but it has a lot to do with the direction of the country. And right before this election, makes makes a big difference because this kind of stuff is not going to die. They say they're able to squelch it and nobody cares. It'll never die because it's always going to be out there. And it, it, but so truth is valuable. But right now, if if we can get the information now, it might change people's tunes and change our policy and improve what we're doing. But uh, cur- currently, it's uh, it's up for grabs. But this is a, st- a step. A revelation that I think is beneficial to us. We just hope that people will pay attention to it. And this whole thing again, and it's complicated, but you know we can simplify it. Um, you know the, this crossfire hurricane, this investigation of the Trump administration, the spying on his campaign uh, personnel, Carter Page, the FISA applications. All of this was FBI misconduct. And so you say, well, why do they make this guy an informant later? Well, let's put up this next clip. This is from Technofog of Substack, and he makes a very, very interesting and important point. Realizing its own misconduct, and this is in the investigations of Trump, which were based on nothing, realizing its own misconduct, the FBI made Danchenko a paid confidential human source in March of 2017, just before the third FISA warrant was submitted in April 2017. This would allow Comey's FBI to work directly with Danchenko in support of its counterintelligence investigation against President Trump. And now this is important. Danchenko's being a confidential human source also served another purpose. This is important. It protected the Bureau and the Mueller special counsel from revealing its sources and methods. How do you hide misconduct? Bury the witness. That's why they hired him to bury the witness of their own misconduct. And, and when you look at this, the charges are mostly related to him, uh, you know, being the official to bring in information, lying. Yeah. See, they're, they're, they've caught him in a lie. And the system doesn't work very well when uh, people resort to that and get away with it. Yeah. So it's a contest between uh, the lying and, 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 uh, and, and finding the truth. So I think this is a step opening up a, a little bit about maybe uh, people will get a little bit more information necessary for us to understand what really has been going on. And you do wonder if the Republicans take the House and Senate and or the Senate or what have you, will they have the courage to really start looking into the FBI? Because we see the raid on Mar-a-Lago, which was a total farce. Four years of them actively trying to undermine a president, uh, undermine the vote of the Americans. It's funny we talk about you cannot, you cannot question the elections. You're an election denier. Where for four years, our own government agencies were doing their best to undermine the election of 2016. Yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe if the Republicans do win this fall, maybe a month or two after that, we'll get to read uh, Hillary's uh, emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fat chance, huh? <laughs> Maybe they'll make you head of the FBI. <laughs> I don't as, think so. <laughs> as long as we can do it from the studio. Well, our, our, the third story that we want to talk a little bit about today is, is pretty interesting because it's in the context of something we started this week on, which is the supposed issuing of dozens of subpoenas against, um, against uh, supporters of President Trump. And this is someone who's a very vocal supporter of Trump. And... Um, and um, he sells pillows. In fact, I was gonna buy one of his pillows, see if they're any good. But let's put up this next clip. Mike Lindell, the pillow guy. 
FBI tracks down Mike Lindell on a hunting trip and seizes his cell phone. He's out there hunting. He stops in, gets some breakfast. FBI surrounds him, says, give us your phone. We've got a, we've got a warrant for your phone. Uh, and uh, actually, we do have this clip because Tucker Carlson talked about it last night. We have about 40 seconds of that video clip of talking about what's going on with this weaponization of the FBI. I don't know if we can cue that. Uh, yeah, let's listen to 40 seconds of this, of this clip here. I told you last night that the Biden administration has politicized law enforcement to the point where it feels Soviet, and we were not overstating it. The FBI has just raided the guy who sells pillows on this channel, not because the pillows were bad, but because they don't like who we voted for. Matt Finn is tracking the developments in that story tonight. Matt? Tucker, Mike Lindell, known as the Pillow Guy, reports on his live stream, Lindell TV, that FBI agents located him, questioned him, showed him their badges, and asked him questions about Colorado and Dominion voting machines, and then provided him with a warrant to seize his cell phone. What's interesting about this whole thing, Dr. Paul, is that the FBI is asking him questions about how he feels about the elections. You know, are you an election denier? And somehow, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to believe this is happening. You know, I was thinking, what would I do under those circumstances? I thought, well, I know what I'd do. I, I would grab the phone and I would do 911. Yeah. And I say, I am being robbed by somebody, some imposters who claim they're FBI agents. <laughs> Please come in a hurry. This is an emergency. Yeah. And, you know, philosophically, that, that is the atmosphere in many ways. I mean, they, when they do what they're doing, they're really, they really are imposters as far as faking out that they're there to protect us and take care of our, uh, you know, our freedoms. But no, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really a pretty, pretty bad mess. But I don't know if my method would have worked. I think maybe they, they would have roughened <laughs> me up by then. They probably would have. Yeah, they'd have you hogtied or something. But, <laughs> but it's, just a, it's just a pattern, and, and we've talked about it, and we continue to talk about it, but if you don't believe these elections were the cleanest in history, and that everybody voted for Biden, uh, and if you don't believe that January 6th was an insurrection threatening the very heart of our democracy, if you question those narratives, well, we've already talked about it today, Dr. Paul. Mayorkas thinks you're a terrorist. You're literally a terrorist. If you don't have confidence that our elections were clean, if you don't think that the January 6th rabble-rousers were actually a coup trying to overthrow the government, you are literally a terrorist. And it's, it's hard to imagine we've gotten to this point. Yeah, you know, pe pe people who are terrorists, you, you know, use fear and, uh, and, and threats and scare people. And, uh, you know, there was one episode this weekend that, you know, got some attention and that had to do with what uh, uh, the Congressman Tim Ryan said. You know, he, he and, and this seems to qualify for monitoring. You know, uh, there's been a few people say things and they get canceled yeah. for saying, well, there is no, uh, there is such a thing that we should look into and at least have a discussion on natural immunity. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That can't happen. You're done. You can't even say, you can't even come back on the air. So what did, what did, uh, what, what did Tim Ryan say? He says that, uh, 
<laughs> we got to kill MAGA extremists. <laughs> but they said, well, that was a figurative speech and all. Maybe a little bit, but can you imagine if uh, somebody else in the, on the other side of the issue had said something like that? I mean, they, they, and he put it on the internet? Yeah. So, but, but that's, uh, you know, the double standard. And that's really what we're dealing with is a double standard. Uh, you, you know, I would think by now the numbers grow exponentially on the number of Americans are, are looking at our justice system. And there's been many in our society, you know, in the various groups who have been abused from their liberties are saying there's a double standard for, for people. One time they got, had a pretty good argument, maybe it's racial, yeah. you know, and maybe it's this. Now it's just telling the truth. Uh, it's science. Oh, you, you're not allowed to talk about the truth about science. So there is, there is def, definitely a double standard. But it may be more than that. Maybe it's who's ever has the most money and the most power and the most influence uh, and, uh, and the strongest threat that, that can do it. The threats that we get now is political power. Yeah. Uh, that is it. When they say, look, you guys, you guys are getting out of hands. We're going to hire some people that are going to investigate you. And we'll, we just hired 87,000 and they're yeah. going to be knocking on your oh, door yeah. soon. So you better behave. You know, when President Trump says to his supporters on January 6th, I know you're going over to the Capitol. You're going to peacefully make your voices known. That's considered inciting an insurrection. But when Congressman Tim Ryan basically says you've got to kill Trump supporters, well, that's not a big deal. Don't, don't, don't exaggerate it. You know? don't, don't make a big deal out of it. It's, it's hard to imagine. But I just wonder why are these people so terrified of Trump? You know, we spent a lot of those last four, the four years of the Trump presidency being pretty critical of Trump, and he made a lot of boneheaded decisions. But the more I hear these people having absolute anxiety, panic attacks about the possibility of Trump coming anywhere near power, it actually makes him a lot more attractive to me. He's got all the right enemies, you, you know. know. My my explanation to myself, so that I try to try not to get too annoyed with all this, is that uh, Trump, you know, defied all odds. He was did everything wrong. Yeah. He started off, I can remember the first night of the first debate when, when he just took off, you know, and they say, he's done, he's done, you know. Oh, then he criticized John McCain. He's done, he's done. You know, he was so politically incorrect. It just challenged all of them there. A bunch of Republicans, uh, more than you realize, because some of them had just had to remain silent. Some f spoke out about it. But the, the fact that he could challenge political correctness and not get booted out of it, even with the media totally about it. So then this weird thing happened that he struck a nerve and he wins the election. Yeah, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> he wins the election <laughs> and, and the people, uh, the, you know, the establishment. I believe the motivating uh, emotion was pure jealousy yeah. you know envy look at the attention look at it he's allowed to speak the truth and get away with it <laughs> you know how does he how does he manage to do that so i think it it was jealousy but that wasn't getting them very far so they had to use power against them and the power was where they could lock you could find out the fbi and the internet and all this and it turned into hate 
Uh, yeah. It wasn't hard for them to shift from being jealousy, jealous and a little bit annoyed. But, you know, and, and the harder it has been and the longer he has lasted, uh, and this is without even analyzing all his positions, the pros and yeah. cons, but I think, I think the driving force of the people that are doing all this, I see it in the eyes of those yeah. who are the converts. Yeah. They're, they're the worst. Yeah. The ones who are supposedly part of that political party, boy, do they hate his guts, yeah. you know. And, uh, and, and, and you have to admit, I mean, he sort of, he sort of challenges the status quo. <laughs> he sort of looks like he's enjoying it. Yeah. And, and so they, they return it. Boy, why should we do this? Well, we'll just criticize him because he's outrageous. <laughs> and that didn't work. So we're going to use power and uh, promote the hate that he deserves. And that's what they're working on. So that's, that's why I think the election is important. Yeah. It may be a test of, uh, of, the, of the hate that exists. Who, who, who's doing the most hating and... and uh, and I think the American people, you know, it's a challenge because when you have control of everything from top on down in the media, and yet uh, right now uh, people are people are not just uh, automatic, you know, with it. They're challenging the internet, and they do challenge the government, and they do challenge commissions, but not soon enough. And they challenge the wars, but way too late. Yeah. Because there's no reason in the world why we can't stop the senseless warmongering and the empire building. That's why, you know, the total bankruptcy uh, probably has a moral element to it. Maybe that's the only way society finally, you know, said, this is it. Uh, you got to give up on it. And that's not without a little bit of history behind it, because that has happened many times in empires. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to close out by thanking our audience, of course, for listening, for tuning in, and for watching. Uh, also remind you, go to ronpaulinstitute.org. We put up new articles every day. We don't put up a ton, just a few things that we think would be helpful to read. People often do come up to me, Dr. Paul, and say, well, well, what do you read? How do you stay informed? Well, that's what we try to do with our website is put up a few things. Don't take a lot of your time uh, to read a few things to keep, uh, uh, to keep abreast of things. We have Turley's article up there, I think, top today. And also, while you're at the website, go ahead and sign up and subscribe to updates from RPI. We don't sell your name or rent your name, uh, and we don't bother you every day like some of the stuff I get. Um, but occasionally we'll give you an update. We'll keep you informed about the conferences coming up here in Lake Jackson in November. So go ahead and sign up, have a look, read around, and if, you, if you're up to it, uh, make a, uh, a, a tax-deductible contribution to the Ron Paul Institute so we continue uh, doing our best to bring you the truth. And we thank you again so much for watching the program. Dr. Paul? Very good. Thank you. Uh, you know, I think uh, the American people, I think all people really are starved for the truth. You know, unless you're a dedicated evil nihilist that, you know, there is no such thing. We don't even want to hear it. The only truth is, is there is no truth. That's the only truth that we deal with. And uh, but the people are starved for the truth. And I just mentioned a little while ago that maybe it's when they hear Trump blurting out something that uh, is true. Uh, they, they really can't handle it. But I think that that is what people are seeking. Now, the one thing that uh, I think I've detected over the years is that uh, you don't know 
uh, what the truth, what the results will be. Most people are, are saying, just like I mentioned, they thought that if somebody would challenge, you know, the status quo and political correctness, you would be just clicked off and it would be done in spite of the fact that there was a lot of uh, control and ability to do that. But sometimes the truth works in a very positive way and, uh, and people will, will wake up and say, you know, that's right. I've been thinking that, but they have never said anything. I think a good example of that is uh, at the school board meetings when people finally got fed up with lockdown. You know, they would get there and they were all against the lockdown and complaining and everything. But there might be one person that gets up and very clearly says, you know, what the situation is like and you guys got to go. And, uh, and the people, all of a sudden, they discover the truth. And instead of one person whistling, whistling Dixie someplace, nobody paying any attention, when the truth is expressed, I think there's an audience out there that's welcoming. I don't think it's brand new. I think it exists, but we have our ups and downs, and we have people uh, when the truth tellers have more of a, an opportunity to express themselves than other times. So often government, that's why big government is so bad, Government is a reception area for people who want to use power and who don't want to use truth. So they gravitate there and then the people become too lackadaisical and it gets out of hand. But right now, I think we're in a recovery period. Are we going to wake up and demand the truth from our representatives in the government? That is when things will change. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.